It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who are the best waiver wire targets for week number 10 in fantasy football? What are the important takeaways you need to know from the Bears-Steelers game on Monday night? It all starts right here as we break it all down for you on Pickup Tuesday on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron, when I'm out doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. Come to the site now, check out all we have there. We're already getting you ready. For week number 10, we have my picks against the spread. Later, we'll have my decider column. There are the start sits and the rankings there mashed up into one there for fantasy football in week 10. Here it's Pickup Tuesday. That means we focus on the waiver wire. We will talk briefly about what we saw in that wild game that the Steelers almost blew to the Bears there in the fourth quarter on a Monday night, uh, fitting end to a wacky, wild week that was here week number nine. So, a lot of weird things happen. We know that in fantasy football, we broke those down for you. That happened on Sunday there on Roundup Monday, but we had to move on to pick up Tuesday, look ahead to week 10, and we'll put a bow on it here looking at the Chicago-Pittsburgh game. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available for you on all platforms. All right, uh, quickly we'll run down the Bears-Steelers game. Now, the biggest takeaway there were the – Guys have scored multiple touchdowns for both teams. You look at Darnell Mooney. He's coming on really strong. We knew that Justin Fields' chemistry was kicking in. Mooney scores on a rush early in the game. Then he scores on a pass later in the game. Not a lot of high volume. Still just limited production there for Justin Fields throwing downfield. He had a big play by Cole Komet. Allen Robinson had his best game in a long time there. So Justin Fields starting to figure things out. On the road in Pittsburgh, we didn't expect much, but he kind of put it together nicely there late. The Bears were able to get in the game with a kind of a miscue on special teams there for the Steelers that set up an easy touchdown for the Bears. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the winning field goal there from Cairo Santos in the game. So the Steelers survived there with Chris Boswell and a couple touchdowns from Pat Freermuth, the tight end. Eric Ebron missed another game here. That open door for Freemuth to have a key role here. Third target behind Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And the Bears have a tough secondary with Jalen Johnson on the back end. So you knew things were going to open up a little bit at tight end. We recommended Freemuth as a pickup last week. We weren't thrilled about this matchup because of low-scoring nature, but this over-under just gets blown out of the water here with 56 points. It was a 38. So we didn't expect it to be high-scoring. We didn't expect Freemuth to get in the end zone, but clearly he's a guy that they're targeting and Ben Roethlisberger short to intermediate and going there. Mooney has been the best receiver overall for the bears. And we know that Al Robertson 
will be a free agent and he's not coming back here. And on the other side, Ebron not going to be coming back for the Steelers. So these guys are getting ahead of it. Uh, Darnell Mooney in year two, Pat Freermuth as a rookie, taking advantage of Joe Juju Smith-Schuster there. So what wild game to end uh, Ben Roethlisberger looking a little bit better with these weapons and they get the Lions this week. So we'll talk about him as being a possible pickup. And Justin Fields looking better all around here with his production. He's starting to figure things out here. So I think he's going to have some fantasy value at some point. We keep recommending him as a high upside bench stash. Trey Lance is getting to that point as the 49ers QB as well here in the second half as uh, things are going to be opening up. And they're going to let these guys loose. So expect that. But Fields started to figure things out here as he goes along, as rookie quarterbacks tend to do as they get more playing experience. And I think it was a good sign that he was able to do some good things there in the fourth quarter against the Steelers' defense. And again, Steelers' offense is looking pretty solid here. And again, have a smash spot all around for Najee Harris. We had the other touchdown there here going forward with Detroit coming up on the schedule in Week 10. Ben Roethlisberger, you look at the rest of the schedule, he is a recommended quarterback as we transition to the waiver wire that he can get a couple of touchdowns. He can get the 215-2 now. I know the arm strength is a question mark with Roethlisberger, but the lines are up next. Then you have uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers in a potential shootout, and then the Bengals and Joe Burrow on the other side, then Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and then uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. So some matchups here where the Steelers are going to have to put the ball up in the air. Their offense and their offensive line looking better, producing more points. Harris is opening things up in the passing game. So Ben Roethlisberger – more useful than you think as a QB2 and streaming option here in the second half of the season. We also like Teddy Bridgewater coming off a strong game against the Cowboys. He gets the Eagles at home this week. Not a bad streaming option there. He's going to throw short to immediate. I don't expect a big game, but he's there. Then they play the Chargers, Chiefs, and Lions as well here. So coming around, the Broncos have some good streaming options there for Bridgewater and uh, Drew Locke is on the COVID-19 list, so he's not going to be coming back anytime soon. Now, I wouldn't recommend Mac Jones this week. They're playing the Browns, and the Browns' defense looks pretty legit now. They just frustrated Joe Burrow last week. But you have uh, some matchups coming up, including the Falcons and Titans there in a couple games around the corner. I wouldn't recommend them against the Bills here, but a couple games there, again, looking a little bit ahead there. Roethlisberger, great streamer this week. Mac Jones looks like a very viable streamer next week against the Falcons there. So those are the three quarterbacks I would recommend here that we look at in fantasy football. And we will uh, get to the rest of the positions. I'll briefly go over defense and special teams here for you as pickups. I mean, the Titans do get Trevor Simeon and the Saints at home. I do like the Saints also in that game this week. I recommended the Saints. They didn't really come through against the Falcons, but I think they'll have better success against the Titans this week with that limited offense that they're facing. Titans also facing a limited Saints offense. Their Titans had a big game against the Rams when we didn't expect it. Their defense hasn't really done much, but maybe that's a turning point for them to make some plays. The Broncos also surprised. We avoided them against the Cowboys. What do they do? They just went in there and smashed the Cowboys all around. They get the Eagles at home. Jalen Hurts has been making a lot of mistakes. I don't think it's necessarily a high-scoring game this week. And then finally, the Chiefs, if they were dropped in a lot of leagues, I think there's uh, some good signs there. I know they played Jordan Love at home. The Chiefs defense still needed one of those get-well games. I think Chris Jones looked like Chris Jones, fully healthy, back inside, wreaking havoc. And you had Tyron Matthews starting to make plays as well, that he's fully healthy. So, again, we had Frank Clark on the shelf early with uh, Matthew and Jones, but now they're all healthy as the key playmakers for the Chiefs, disrupting things here all over the field. So, 
I, I think the Raiders, we saw they struggled against the Giants last week. The Chiefs are going to look at that and see what they can do this week with Steve Spagnuolo. So Titans and Broncos, uh, as well as Saints and Chiefs, have a little bit of streaming appeal this week for you in fantasy football. Now, in our next segment, we have a lot of wide receivers we'll get to, so we'll uh, dedicate all of the next segment to wide receivers on the waiver wire here for week number 10. But the first thing I got to tell you about Built Bar, and it's almost Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. All the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but one that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. All the bars you get from Built Bar covered in 100% chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for Built Bar or two. You'll still be very healthy then for you. Share something with your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. Once she does, she won't want to try any other protein bar. Maybe won't want to try any other kind of dessert. That's how good Built Bars are. And a Built Bar, they have new surprises all month here for Thanksgiving and Black Friday coming up. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check out the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it's time to continue show. We said uh, we need to talk a lot about wide receivers. There's a lot of help out there on the waiver wire you can check out. Now, one guy that we drafted pretty high, hoping he would have wide receiver 3-2 borderline status, was Brandon Ayuk. He was dropped in a lot of leagues. People were just getting frustrated by Kyle Shanahan not wanting to use the talented wide receiver. It was all about Demo Samuel. But then all of a sudden, George Kittle returns at tight end, has a big game, and the 49ers offense kind of looks like the 49ers offense, at least when passing the ball. Their running game was contained still here against the Cardinals. But Brandon Ayuk, big factor, scored, was used regularly like we expected playing off Kittle and Samuel. So he's back. Do we fully trust Kyle Shanahan? No, we don't. But to match him against the Rams this week, you figure that Debo Samuel could see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. That should open up things for Brandon Ayuk to do some damage in this game. We saw that Julio Jones had a decent game playing off A.J. Brown. Neither had a big game because, again, the Rams were dominated defensively, so there wasn't a lot of reason for Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball a lot. They controlled the action, but I think the 49ers will have to throw a lot because we know their secondary struggled. We know their run defense is kind of wilting here. So the Rams should put up some points in that game. There should be some high volume for Jimmy Garoppolo, presuming he's the guy here one more week. Samuel should get the attention of Ramsey. That should open things for Ayuk. But in general, Ayuk is a very talented player. 
Kyle Shannon just give a wake up call and maybe it's over here that uh, he's motivated and he's doing things they need to do. Elijah Moore has uh, battled some injuries here. The rookie for the Jets, they were very excited about their second round pick. They had big plans for him. Then uh, Zach Wilson struggled a little bit. You had Corey Davis being the number one, but Davis has missed a couple games. He should return here against the Bills. But Elijah Moore starting to prove he's in cover one. I know people have been looking at Kadarius Toney from the other New York team, but again, he's tied to Daniel Jones. They don't seem to want to unleash Toney despite that one big game against the Cowboys. Now, I think the Jets might be a little different when it comes to Elijah Moore playing off that game against the Colts where he went off with a couple touchdowns. This kid is hard to cover. He's a matchup nightmare. He can get all over the field. I just like what he can do. And he's kind of a little bit like Brandon Ayuk. A lot of other qualities of uh, these slot versatile receivers that we've seen in the past. So Elijah Moore coming on strong. I think Mike White should get him involved. I know a lot of his production came with Josh Johnson, but he scored with both quarterbacks for the Jets against the Colts. So, yeah, the Bills matchup, not great, but Elijah Moore worth a stash that you look at if he's going to get more involved here. And again, if Davis gets the attention of Tredavis White this week, then there's some garbage time there against the Bills. And that's what happened with the Colts. Elijah Moore will get some key catches working in the middle of the field. Rashad Bateman, probably the last call for him. The other rookie of note here, first-round pick for the Vikings. He's complimenting uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown and Mark Andrews well as the Ravens continue to throw a lot, given their defense has a lot of weaknesses here. So they play the Dolphins this week, so a pretty easy matchup on the back end for them as Xavier Howard and Byron Jones haven't done much. This could be a big Hollywood-Brown game, but that should open things up for Bateman and Andrews as well with Lamar Jackson playing really well in the passing game. Donovan Peoples-Jones, a second-year player from Michigan, he took over as a big play threat, and you saw – the eyes of Baker Mayfield light up when DPJ took over for OBJ as a big play threat. He's making a long touchdown happen there, as we saw against the Bengals. They have Jarvis Landry and they have their tight ends, but I think they want to get Peoples Jones involved a lot more. And that's a reason why they felt good about saying goodbye to Odell Beckham Jr. So Donovan Peoples Jones, I think he's a little bit big play dependent and they're not a high volume passing game and they don't want to go that direction, but he has some value now. The next player we'll look at is Michael Gallup. And this Cowboys offense, we've seen a lot of Cedric Wilson. We've seen the tight ends get involved with Dalton Schultz. But Michael Gallup is a guy they've loved. Remember, he got a lot of targets in that first game against the Buccaneers before he hurt his calf, had to go on injured reserve, has missed a lot of time here, but should be activated here to help. They need a spark here after losing the Broncos last week. And he gets the Falcons at home. The Falcons secondary, Kendall Sheffield, is a little bit banged up for them. They don't really have much on the back end there. A.J. Terrell, figure he's going to maybe look at uh, Amari Cooper or Lamb in coverage this week. So, yeah, so Gallup should resume his duties here ahead of Cedric Wilson here with uh, Dak Prescott probably playing better against the Falcons. Good matchup this week. Van Jefferson, we want to trust him a little bit more, but still they can uh, revert back to the Cooper Cup and Robert Wood show with a little bit of Tyler Higby there for the Rams. So Van Jefferson, hard guy. He's big play dependent, touchdown dependent. We'll have to see if that comes about, but he's definitely worth stashing on your bench there. Good matchup against the 49ers this week, giving up a lot of big plays downfield. Tim Patrick, we talked about him not going anywhere with Jerry Judy. It's Tim Patrick now becoming the more valuable receiver with uh, Teddy Bridgewater locked in and Cortland Sutton. We'll have to see, but Patrick doesn't go away. He seems to keep having a key role, scoring touchdowns. He should be considered there on a lot of benches. T.Y. Hilton trying to recover from a concussion here and return here against the Jaguars, but it's a good enough matchup. He owns the Jaguars. So if he's there, he has a good chance to make a big play playing off Michael Pittman and the tight ends for Carson Wentz. 
LaVisca Chanel, will they get him involved? A lot of underneath passing of the Colts. We saw Elijah Moore do some damage. They're pretty good in secondary play, a lot of zone. Does Al Chanel get involved? And then you also have Jamal Agnew. Unfortunately, him and Dan Arnold have been being, being the key targets for the Jaguars. So interesting development there. But they got to get LaVisca Chanel Jr. involved here quite a bit. So I think that might happen this week against the Colts. Traquan Smith, I mean, it's hard between Deontay Harris and Marcus Callaway with the Saints passing game that doesn't throw a lot to trust someone. But Traquan has been having some effectiveness here, getting a stash for the bench. Russell Gage, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. We looked at Tajay Sharp being the receiver of choice in week eight for the Falcons, but then it pivoted back to Russell Gage being a key target there with no Calvin Ridley. And you had Olamide Zacchaeus working in the slot there against the Saints. It was a good matchup play there with Kyle Pitts and Gage drawing some attention. You get the Cowboys this week. They can struggle the slot. They're a little bit better. We saw with Jerry Judy last week, a little bit better on the outside there. So could be tough there for Russell Gage, but Zacchaeus might have a little bit more appeal this week. Sharp and uh, Gage might be bottled up. So Zacchaeus, two touchdowns there last week against the Saints. You don't chase those box score, but you also consider that he's getting key targets there for Atlanta. And finally, Deshaun Jackson, a transaction you may have missed here. The Rams moved on, so that's why we like Van Jefferson a little bit more, that he's locked in as the third wide receiver there in Los Angeles. Deshaun Jackson they just didn't uh, get along there. He made a few big plays early for this team, but now he's with the Raiders. They had the big play void without Henry Ruggs third. so will he get some opportunities? It's still a lot about uh, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Kenny Drake out of the backfield, so limited there. But Deshaun may get some chances to stretch the field as that was an element that the Raiders really missed last week. All right, so that uh, gives you a look at the wide receivers on the waiver wire. A lot of help at various stages there. I, I think Ayuk Moore, Bateman, Peoples-Jones, Gallup, those guys can help you in your starting lineup. The rest are a little bit more bench stashes here for you ahead of week number 10. Before we get into uh, the rest here, uh, thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen to every day. We're fa- free and available for you on all platforms. And hey, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny Iyer with Incredible App who buys gas needs about know about it's called get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use the promo code touchdown and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon in your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay a full price of the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people drive a lot and are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no cash the cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or need gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cashback in your tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN there to get that extra bonus at getupside.com. Get the GetUpside app right now. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus 
free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. It's time to close the show looking at running backs and tight ends here. So want to give wide receivers their due there. We took care of quarterbacks and defense special teams in our first segment. So let's close with the remaining two positions. Ramondre Stevenson, he's back on the radar again as a target on the waiver wire. We'll see what happens to Damian Harris. He had to leave the game late with a head injury. Ramondre Stevenson also had a little bit of a head injury that he popped out. I mean, the game was out of hand there against the Panthers, so we're not sure. Exactly, we know the Patriots' secretive nature about injuries uh, there, especially late in the game when there's no reason to put those players back in. So we'll see Ramondre Stevenson. Has he gotten back out of the doghouse? after some uh, missed uh, blocks there to be a key part of this offense. He's too talented not to be. They play the Browns this week. The Browns have been pretty good against the run. Last week, however, Joe Mixon had a big game against them. So David Harris figures to still be the starter, but Ramondre Stevenson showing more as a receiver, has some abilities of power back as well. So maybe he can be a deeper league flex option here should they stick with him. But I'd rather wait and see to make sure, A, he plays, and B, that they trust him a little bit more with a key role against the Browns. Now, Jordan Howard, if he's available out there in a lot of leagues, you got to go after Jordan Howard because we just have to accept that the Eagles are weird and they didn't run the ball when they had Miles Sanders. And uh, what happens? Miles Sanders goes down with an ankle injury, so we think it's going to be Kenneth Gainwell. Then it looks like it's Boston Scott. Then Gainwell scores again. But the guy that's been the most productive in the first two games without Sanders has been Jordan Howard. So, Jordan Howard uh, has uh, looked good again for Philadelphia. They trust him again. They brought him up from the practice squad. So all of a sudden, Jordan Howard getting key touches for this team. He is the goal line back, getting the carries, and they're running the ball as well to take pressure off Jalen Hurts and to complement Jalen Hurts' own running here. So Jordan Howard again. Reminder Stevenson, I like him for the upside stash, but Howard, if you need like a flex play immediately and go for that, you can go there. Eno Benjamin was the Cardinals' third-string running back. Now he's second back behind James Conner. As uh, Chase Edmonds is going to go on the shelf for a while with a high ankle sprain he suffered against the 49ers. So, you know, cleaned up and scored behind James Conner. Conner's been a scoring machine here, and he should have a big, big role without Edmonds, especially with them hurting at uh, quarterback with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver missing last week's game. So Benjamin in the rushing attack should be a little bit more point of emphasis for Cliff Kingsbury. There to compliment Connor, but Connor is going to be an RB one for a while. Eno Benjamin has some flex appeal while Edmonds is on the shelf. He's a decent receiver as well. Ty Johnson seems to score every time he compliments Michael Carter. Carter's put together some good games here. We'll see. They're going to bring back Kevin Coleman. Not interested at all. I think it's still Ty Johnson and Michael Carter. Carter is more an RB two. Ty Johnson can get some flex consideration now. Dante Foreman. We'll see if he did enough there. Impressed against the Rams to get some key touches there. With Adrian Peterson, you might have at least helped his cause over Jeremy McNichols there for the Titans. But again, Dante Foreman stashed there. Philip Lindsay, you want somebody from this Texans backfield. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay had some appeal when Mark Ingram went down, but they also included Rex Burkhead. I still think Philip Lindsay is going to have a role here with Tyrod Taylor now taking over their quarterback, giving a little bit more legitimate offense here. I still think Lindsay is their best back for what they want to do. So watch out there. Carlos Hyde, again, if he's available, I, I think it looks like James Robinson may be having more trouble than we think. He couldn't get out there with the heel injury despite the limited practice on Friday. So Carlos Hyde, a good insurance policy, especially if you're a Robinson manager. 
And then, uh, just like Ramondre Stevenson, Stevenson and or Harris this time, Brandon Bolton looks like he'll be a big key part again. Trust the Patriots' backfield at your own risk. Go there. And then Le'Veon Bell, he's still getting involved for the Ravens. I know it's Devonta Freeman leading the backfield, but will they pivot any time to Bell? Bell's getting touchdowns here, so we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's turn to tight end. The number one pickup for sure is Logan Thomas. He should return from his hamstring injury and displace Ricky Seals-Jones. They've missed Logan Thomas a lot as a complimentary playmaker to Terry McLaurin. This week, the matchup is not too bad against the Buccaneers, who've had some trouble covering backs and tight ends with their safety issues. I think they'll be a little healthier this week, but Logan Thomas should still get some volume there to consider as a tight end one. Tyler Conklin coming on for the Vikings. So this week, they give the Chargers another good matchup after playing the Ravens last week. Conklin should remain involved here pretty well behind Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Dan Arnold still getting a lot of targets for the Jaguars with Jamal Agnew. It seems like the Agnew-Arnold show there for Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence should be flying, playing through his low ankle sprain against the Colts. Uh, a lot of underneath coverage again. Intermediate route, so that's why I like uh, LaVisca Chanel Jr. as a pickup, and the Arnold as well can be effective. Evan Ingram looks like he's going to remain a key target for Daniel Jones. The wide receiver mess, it seems like a carousel of injuries there. You don't know who's in and out. Kenny Galladay and Tony seem to be the guys involved last week. It didn't really happen. They're materialized. Sterling Shepard missed time. Darius Slayton and John Ross unreliable. So Ingram is a security blanket. They are uh, the Giants here uh, hoping to uh, see more out of Evan Ingram here as we go down the stretch. But, yeah, definitely he's a guy that uh, should have a key role. Adam Troutman getting a few more key looks for the Saints with uh, Trevor Simmons in there on the same level of practice and all that. We'll see if he can uh, live up to some of his uh, early preseason hype to have a bigger role. It just hasn't happened yet. And Donald Parham Jr., we'll see about Jared Cook, that situation. But he's uh, having a key target role there for Justin Herbert in the red zone. If you're really desperate at tight end, you can stash him there. All right, so that takes care of uh, your waiver wire here for week number 10 here locked on fantasy football. Don't forget, we'll start breaking down the games here of week number 10 there on Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday. We'll do the second half of games. Tomorrow we'll take the first half of the game. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Then make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available for you on all platforms. For Locked On Fantasy Football, pick up Tuesday and the waiver wire look. This has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. Good luck in your claims. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow as we start breaking down the games of week number 10. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.